Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hoot Hobbs Show. With me, as always, Mr. BT, Brandon Torres. What up, y'all? And uh, yeah, man, today for this episode, we're going to talk pretty much Netflix, I guess. Uh, just talk a lot about like um, new releases on, on all the streaming platforms. Okay, um, sounds good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I, I don't know, I've got a few things that have come out that I've been excited for uh you know the last kingdom is a show on netflix that i like and yeah, i think you've plugged it a couple times on this show yeah i have and uh it, it's good I th- i'm pretty sure this is the final season that they've released it's been a couple years since they released a season um if you are a fan of like something like say game of thrones or i, I don't know like lord of the rings i i don't even know if you can use all that because this isn't as fantastical you know what I mean? It's not as much fantasy as much as it's more of a, a period piece. But The Last Kingdom um, follows uh, uh, basically the life of this character, Uhtred, um, who was, you know, basically had his birthright stolen from him as a child. He was a Saxon raised by Danes. And now just in like his never-ending pursuit to restore his birthright and reclaim his kingdom... Bro just shows no loyalty to nobody. He's just a, 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 a blade for hire, you know. Works for the Saxons, then he works for the Danes, then he does this. And he, I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to, unless you're really into it, it's kind of hard to give a description. But it's a, it's basically like a medieval time where just a lot of, it's uh, a lot of fighting and a lot of. But is it a realistic take on things where you're yeah. not dealing with like Merlin? He's not going to show up. Right, and cast right. Some yeah. Spells there's, or... there's no. Uh, Magical, yeah, there, mystical there's, side like, to it. There is to an extent, um, but it's but once again, it's very realistic. It's yeah. like we believe this person is like a mage or whatever, and okay, yeah. she doesn't really do anything besides burn some sage and like, oh yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, it's witchcraft, oh you know. But, okay, okay, but so yeah, there's I, that's no, what I was wondering because yeah, I know sometimes they take an embellishment on it and they right they do that when they recant history like that right, and that was kind of what my question was because it if, if that focus isn't on that much of the fantasy element and it's more on the story itself. Yeah. That's that, what that, it is. Then you got to know that going into there. It's a little grittier. You're yeah. not, you expect Lord of the Rings going in. Yeah, here, exactly. That's why I was like, you know, it's not as fantastical because this, is, this isn't as much fantasy as much as it is almost, you know, it, it's clearly fiction, but, yeah. but it's, it's based loosely biographical, you know what I mean? So uh, it, it's not, you know, there's not dragons and... Uh, oh, man, so you're saying it's not King Arthur with uh, Charlie Hunnam on it where oh, it just... No. That's a good one. If, speaking yeah. of, if you're on Netflix, you want yeah, to catch a I good mean, flick. King I, Arthur with Charlie Hunnam was a pretty good movie. It's a Guy Ritchie film, man. Yeah. It's got the same flow as like Snatch, yeah. but it's King Arthur. Yeah, it's it, that which was kind of strange, but it's I like it. It's a heist it. movie about King Arthur. Yeah, he's he's going to steal that sword out of the stone, right? you know? Uh, this is how he's going to do it. He's first got to assemble a crew. <laughs> yeah, and, and well, and he does. He well, of course. I mean, King Arthur had a crew. And they tell the story backwards too. It's a very, very interesting yeah. movie. Not not to steal the thunder from the Last Kingdom. No, but it's just there's so many options out there. The way you tell a story that they're similar, but that's what my question was: Is this one's more of a, a more serious? Type? Yeah, this one's definitely a more serious flow. I mean, there there's little bits of humor and stuff in there, but <laughs> like. Uh, let me. I gotta pull this back up because I want to. I don't want to mess this dude's name up. Um, the leading actor, uh, Alexander Draymond. He is a uh, German actor. Um, trying his best to speak with an English accent that comes off sounding Indian. You know, 
Fair enough, fair enough. He says his name is Uhtred. I'm like, that's still kind of German, man, you know? But yeah, anyway. there's something about uh, whenever other people try to adapt a dialect that's American, right. they always lean heavy on the Southern because yeah. it's the easiest way for them to talk where it doesn't sound the way that they normally talk. Yeah, right. I would agree with that. And so I tell them it's second nature for me because I'm, you know, I'm just Southern. So um, We don't even hear it. Yeah, no, I I don't. I didn't even know I had an accent until my, I went to basic training. My wife pointed it out this my wife. Uh, my wife. She pointed this out this morning whenever we were watching uh Wheel of Fortune. And this Because woman, why don't you watch Wheel of Fortune this, in the morning? This woman was on there and she had a real thick southern accent because she was from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. She was a teacher. Oh well yeah. And I was like, Man, her accent's thick. And then my wife looked at me and it's like, You don't realize it, but we all have accent. Mm-hmm. Oh it's yeah, like, we oh, do. Well, like I, I about it. unless it's worse. Unless it's, not say worse, because that's not the right way of saying it. I mean, nothing's worse about the way someone talks, but like, if it's a thicker accent than mine, then yeah. I can hear it. If it's not as thick as mine, then I don't hear it at all. Yeah. Because I don't think I have an accent. And everyone's like, bro, you definitely have an accent. Yeah, like, there's, there's a little bit of a, a draw there that we don't even realize. It. Yeah, yeah. And I think as we just picked it up because of where we live. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so going on, talking about more of this kind of stuff, if you do, like, if you ever check out The Last Kingdom and you like it, but you're like, man, I wish it had more Lord of the Rings in it, check out Henry Cavill's show on Netflix, The Witcher. Okay, it's based off a video game. From what I've heard, Henry does a great job here, especially considering the performance that he put on as Superman, where it was very robotic. Yeah. And he didn't emote much and very serious all the time. Well, see, that's the cool thing about him playing, um, oh my gosh. I don't remember his name. The name. Geralt, excuse me, Geralt of Rivere, uh, the Witcher. He he's meant to be fairly emotionless. Like the whole point of a Witcher is that he doesn't feel the things that humans feel. Perfect. So it actually works out really good because I think that's actually what Henry Cavill is—an emotionless uh, robot, sociopath. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I didn't say sociopath, but but I didn't disagree either. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I know Superman is. Well, I think Bruce Wayne has mommy issues, but oh, too soon. Hey, hey, let's give the devil his due. Apparently, Edward Cullen is killing it as Batman. Yeah. Rave reviews across the board. I haven't had opportunity to see it. I'm Me neither, but I have heard it. some like awesome things about exactly. it. Exactly. And I never, I've been the one here saying, give him a chance, give him a chance. Not but, me. Robert Pattinson, I was like, no way. No like, way. You mean sparkles? Yeah. I was going to say, you're talking about that vampire like from the Lost Boys, like he glitters and stuff. All that glitters is gold. Smash yeah. mouth. Yeah, I was like, no way. Just no way. And apparently he's just done a fantastic job. See, I've I've seen him put on performances and things like The Lighthouse. Uh, the, some of the things that he has performed. Is that the in. one with Willem Dafoe? Yeah, it is. That was a strange movie. It was a good movie. Very, very, very strange. But it was just it's, a strange it, movie. Well, the way that movie was aimed is it's supposed to make you feel the psychosis and the madness that those two men are slowly going into. Right. What it ended up coming across to me was, you, you ever see the episode of Ren and Stimpy called Space Madness, where Ren slowly started to lose his mind and Stimpy's trying to hold it together with him and then just Ren's getting worse and worse and worse? That's what it felt like. It was like live yeah. action Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, right. Which, you know, I, I actually still welcome that movie. Um, you know, live action Ren and Stampy. Wow. Wait, are we the perfect duo to... Possibly. To make this movie happen? Stampy, you idiot. So there is a three-part docuseries on Netflix that's been released called Genius, spelled J. 
E-E-N-Y-U-H-S. And then it's called a Kanye Trilogy. Basically, this three-part thing is Life and Times of Kanye West. Okay, from, it, like, this documentary, uh, Cootie is who shot it. Yes, and it was... Most bef- people in the hip-hop world know who Cootie is. It's before Kanye ever laid tracks down. Yeah. This is back whenever he was trying to get recognition. He was already a fantastic music producer. Well, see, that's the whole thing. This covers his rise to becoming such a prominent producer yeah. and really sheds light on the fact that, like, Ye had money from doing all these tracks for Rockefeller Records... Yeah. Before he ever spit on a mic they one let him. time. They, they, wouldn't, they let wouldn't And that's the whole thing. They wouldn't let him. And whenever you watch this, like no matter how you feel about Kanye the way he is now, whenever you watch this, you respect that hustle because that dude's got it. And he said, okay, they said no, so I'm going to have to find somebody to say yes. And he, look, when the college dropout hit, it's inspirational story. I mean, take what you will, what you want from it. Sure. And this, you know, you're also gonna try to put point your fingers and think of the man of who he's become now. Sure. Take all of that aside and just take this story for what it is. Is this this man who struggled to make it and to get by yeah. to build up this reputation based on his talent and his skill with music, and then once he is, you know, trying to do his own thing, being held back and shackled from being able to do that. By the saying, same people that he's laying down fat exactly, beats for. Exactly. Out of, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's jealousy, you can speculate for whatever you want. Yeah. But they held him back until he was able to do it on his own. And then once everybody was able to see how talented and creative he was, that's where we've got to where we are now, to where he's a pop culture icon that's, going to be a long time before people forget who Kanye West is. It's just plain and simple. Whatever you think about him, he's crossed over into so many spheres that you're going to have an yeah. opinion. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, Nike. You know, you got the, the, the what are they called? Yeezys? Isn't that Nike that, oh, yeah, that has yeah. Yeezys? The Yeezys, the mo- like the most expensive uh, Nikes ever. Yeah, yeah, like, and Nike is who originally made, there was another famous person they made shoes for. Who was that again? Michael Jordan, yeah. And Yeezy's still more expensive. So, you know, there's a little bit of what going on there. But either way, like by the end of it, what I do respect about Cootie is that he really put his friendship with Kanye ahead of things uh, whenever he's telling the story. Um, for instance, in the you know more recent years, uh, you know, because Kanye uh, obviously deals with mental illness. Okay, that's not me saying he's crazy. Who just, doesn't? Yeah, right, I, exactly, exactly. But when you find out that, you know, for a long time he was undiagnosed bipolar, it, you know, it, it, it makes more sense. You know what I'm saying? Some of his crazy antics, like me of all people, I'm certainly not going to cut the man down for, you know, claiming Jesus is king or, you know, uh, taking pictures with Donald Trump. But at the same time, it, it became pretty evident that, he was struggling because like he would do this thing and then he'd back off of it and like, Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. You know? And then, okay, here's this. And Oh wait, I don't know. Erratic uh, behavior as of recent it, times. Yeah. And right. With the newfound, uh, you know, divorce and everything that he's going through. And now he's even as of time of recording, he's still going off on Pete Davidson. Yeah. I mean, what God kept me here to whoop Pete Davidson's ass or yeah, something he, like that. He, just he even that as of yesterday, I believe he was stoking the fire with Instagram posts and stuff. So yeah, he's like, and, and obviously that that's not a man who's who's in his right mind. 
no, you know, he, a, a, even if he has good reasons to be out of his right mind, you know, with maybe he just loves Kim Kardashian that much and it hurts him. You know, I get that, but you're a public figure, brother. You got to calm that down. Yeah, and he's a uh, he means a lot more than what he thinks he means sometimes to some people. So it's like you need to keep in mind though all of your actions have this ripple effect where other people see what you're doing and how you're acting and they try to emulate you because yeah. they look at you as a role model and take what you will from whether he wants to be a role model or not it's the same thing that I said about Charles Barkley back in the 90s yeah. whenever he said we're athletes we're not role models yeah well, I'll tell you this well sorry bubba that's not how it works yeah, that's you right got, you got to you got to take one with the other you yep. want them you want the fame and the money and the accolade you're going to have to step accept the responsibility that. of it as well. Exactly. Yeah. And that's something that I think that maybe one day he'll be more mindful of, but I think right now he's just hurting. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's the biggest thing. Kanye's in pain, and he's, he's showing out because of it. <coughs> but what I will say is uh, earlier in the week you shared a post about Pete Davidson. He is going to space um, or, Billionaire space race. He's yeah. in. He's all in. Yeah. So he gave the Amazon guy some money, so yeah, he's gonna hop so, on and float in the troposphere. Yeah, with with uh, Doctor Evil, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos. Excuse me. They, they look a lot alike. So uh, okay. So and of course you put the caption that homie will do anything to avoid Kanye, and we had some interaction on that. We he did. Somebody, said, somebody disagreed. Yeah, he said, you got it wrong. Kanye's the one ducking PD. And I'm here to tell you right now, like, I, you might be right. You might be right. I don't know. But I'm just going to tell you from my standpoint, if it was like, yo, you got one of these dudes here that you can duck and the other one you're going to have to fight. I'm like, okay, who they? And he's like, Kanye and Pete Davidson. I'm going to be like, I'm ducking Kanye. I'm, I'm fighting Pete. I'm not going to fight with crazy. And Pete Davidson's got his demons, but and he's maybe crazy in a different way. Yeah, but Kanye but, West is like... He'll wake up in the middle of the night and stab you because yeah. he thought that you were trying to steal his shoes when you were in a different room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And Pete, I don't know, man. You're just, uh, honestly, I, he's I a drug addict from Staten Island. That's what he is. I, I mean, like, I'm just not afraid of that. I'm sorry. I hope that they can resolve these issues in the most peaceful way possible. They but, need to. civil way possible. Like, but. Yeah, because, I mean, my God, it's what? Over Kim Kardashian? What? I, I'm going to bite my tongue on this one, yeah. but I'll say this. I don't have the highest opinions of her for just about anything that she's ever done. Well, because let me ask and you. And I'm not throwing shade on actions as far as being sure. a moral moral police. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, just talking about... her as a person. Yeah. I don't like her. Yeah, well, let me ask you this, though. And not, I'm not talking about once you said, like you said, morals. I'm talking about just even professionally. What has Kim Kardashian done besides have a terrible TV show? Makeup, I think, was a. I think even her little sister did that better. I would say Kylie Jenner is who has the big time makeup line. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. Other than her being a big old name, and of course, and a the, big old butt. Yeah, Th that was the picture that broke the internet, right? It's the picture that continues to break the internet. I think it's the one that broke Kanye's mind. Boy, uh, yeah, he'd be like, "That's my wife." He went. He went Harrison Ford. He said, "That's my wife." Yeah, he went crazy. He went. He went ham. Now. We had the interaction with the with the person who disagreed with us. Yeah. Said it's the other way around. However, I think that even as of yesterday, Pete Davidson had tried to back away from the situation again. He's trying to step aside from it because he doesn't. Yeah. Like I don't think Pete's actually ducking Kanye. I, I think that he's he just, wants this to go. He wants. Yeah, to I don't think he down. wants to have any part of this, and he, I don't blame him. I wouldn't from, either. Look at it from Pete's perspective. He's you know got pretty girl. He's happy with the pretty girl. Sure. And. He's getting all this backlash because of you know the opinions of how he got Pretty Girl, sure. and also 
if he should be with that pretty girl because that pretty girl's someone else's in his his mind. Yeah, well, but here's the deal. Okay, so let's talk to Pete Davidson for a minute. Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually not the biggest fan of Pete Davidson. So um, I like Pete. He's okay. I, I like his – I loved his performances on just about every Comedy Central roast. He's yeah. really good at roast comedy. He's a really funny guy. Um, you know, I've watched uh, one of his stand-ups, and honestly, I, I guess uh, – my mindset is too far in the other direction uh, to really enjoy Pete Davidson's stuff the way that most people do. Uh, you know, I, of course, I could say the same thing about like Anthony Jeselnik. You know, Anthony Jeselnik, you know, doesn't necessarily have any political things that he talks about. No, but not at all but some does. of his jokes I find to be uh, repulsive. You know, I, I, of course, you know the way I feel about like abortion and stuff like yeah. that. I really don't think joking about dead babies is something that I can get on board with. And Anthony Jeselnik does it a lot. Yeah. Well, um, Pete Davidson has a similar style yeah. to where you know nothing's off limits, and and I understand. Hey, comedy's comedy, you know, and and maybe nothing is off limits. But if I don't like it, I don't have to be like yeah, we no, need to cancel him. I just that's the way that it works. Like you don't like him, you don't have to yeah. purchase his stuff or see yeah. his stuff that he's in. And, I you mean, know. the the best things I've seen with him has been like his Smart Water commercial, uh, you know, <laughs> and then of course like every time he's done a roast because like I love. See, I like the King of Staten Island. I like. I didn't the watch documentary. it. I say I didn't. Watch I thought it. Bill Burr did a remarkable job as well, playing the role that he played in there because it's outside of Bill's wheelhouse as well to play that. What that was, character. did he? Did he care about somebody? Well, he played a <laughs> like a conservative gentleman, more or less, that's combative with Pete in his liberal mindset. Yeah. So it's an interesting take because if you know Bill Burr, he's, yeah, he's pretty he's pretty liberal minded. I would say, but th- see, that's something I can respect because like I, I always compare things to you when it comes down to liberal mindsets that I get along with. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of them, but like with me, I mean, uh, but like. You can be liberal and have that mindset all you want. Just be decent to me. Like if I say, oh, you know, I don't agree with that. And that's, that's the thing is, is throughout the course of the movie, they even come to like a, an agreement on things. Yeah. And that's kind of the way our show is structured. Yeah. Like we can be completely vastly different in our opinions on all kinds of stuff, uh, gay marriage and abortion and sure. stuff like that. Yeah. But we can also agree to disagree. We can, okay, I can see I'm pushing a button and it's yeah. starting to bother you. Right. And I don't want to antagonize you or make you upset. So let's come back and circle back and talk about this at a different time. Sure. So that's kind of the way this is. It's like, okay, they don't agree on this. This guy kind of opened his mind to this that he didn't see before. But also, likewise, you can't just judge this guy because of the way you have built in your head. This is how all of the people that are like him act. Yeah, because that's the same exact thing that everybody is always accused, you know, any racist or bigot of being. Yeah, is not open minded about anything. And yeah, that's the thing is you have to put the shoe on the other foot, right? And give them the same respect that you're asking. Yeah, it's uh, my favorite one. To I, I'll take a turn ripping on conservatives. Okay, my favorite one is well, uh, you know, I, it's it's basically the same thing. It's like well, you're you're just so close minded. So close-minded about everything, you won't even try to see things our way. Okay. Um, well, w- are you going to try to see things our way? No, I ain't trying to see things your way. I, Jesus, that's why. You know, and yeah, Jesus is usually my reason for like disagreeing with things like abortion and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the same time, if if I'm not willing to just shut up and at least go uh huh uh huh during a conversation to let you say your piece, then I'm no better. 
You know, being closed-minded and shut up about everything is... And that's where nothing ever gets done. That's when Which is why we're in the same situation we're in in this country right now. You have to have compromise. Like, it's the way anything has ever come across at the end. There has to be a compromise. If you're going to take something from someone, the only fair thing to do is give them something in return. Now, it always hasn't been that way, but if you're looking at it from a fair vantage point, that's what right. the way you should manage and handle it. So if I'm going to give you the platform and the ability to speak and say things that I disagree entirely with, sure. then I would at least expect you to give me the same. Yeah. And that's what you give me, and that's what I give you, and that's why we're able to work here. Oh, yeah. And that's why I think that we are a good example of everything doesn't have to be black and white. There are shades of gray, and sometimes... That shades of gray is how things get done and progress gets made for the better. Aaron Lewis would tell us that there's 14 shades of gray. Shout out. Nobody nobody remembers the stained 14 shades. Yeah, man, 14 shades of gray. I know, I I loved Aaron Aaron Lewis. And again, the different political beliefs. Yeah, Uh, that's a a good point. I didn't even think about that. He was like a, a musical laureate for me as a youth. Like his lyrics, I felt that that deepness that was in those sad songs because yeah. there's a lot of angst in me as a youth. Yeah. So I felt that. And then as I got older and I learned more about him as a person and his philosophies and his his beliefs, and we're vastly different in a lot of ways, I still enjoy his music and I still like him. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people have a hard time separating. It's like, I can't listen to those songs anymore because I know he's a conservative <laughs> guy. And it's like, what the f*** <laughs> does it matter? Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, it's like me saying I can't listen to Lil Yachty uh, because, you know, he's he's clearly a leftist. Well, you know, if, if I was really going to do that, I might as well just turn the radio off. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can like... Or, yeah, don't watch TV yeah, or listen to radio. Just, just go hide in a room, uh, sit on a stool, eat saltines, but only a certain brand of saltines because others might be connected to liberals. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's silly. You don't want to go down that rabbit hole. No, way. that's silly. You know, so we kind of got off subject there. Um, Not really, because it's the Hoot Hobbs show. That's true. And there ain't no party like a hoot hops party because a hoot hops party don't stop. Ah. I'm not super proud of this, but my wife uh, had me watch on Netflix the series Love is Blind. And let me tell you what an absolute train wreck that show is. Oh my gosh. It is. Okay, look, if you're anything like me, I'm going to go ahead and give you one of my guilty pleasures in life. I love trash TV. Like Maury, love it. Springer, love it. Wilkos, I'm in. Okay, love trash TV. Love is Blind, that is, uh, let let me, to to quote John Michael O'Mara, that's the epitome of trash TV. If you don't know what the epitome of it, it's actually epitome. Uh, But anyway, uh, it is the epitome of trash TV. So here's the basis, right? You have so many men, so many women, and they have like these pods that they go in, which are just like little private rooms that are separated so they don't see each other. I feel they, like I've seen this uh, trailer on Netflix, so I'm already ready to cringe, brother. Keep oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awful, bro. It get, oh, it's so bad. Anyway, so you put, you know, the guys are on, on their side of the wall that they're talking through, and then, you know, the ladies are on the other side, whatever. And, oh, man, they, they like, what's crazy is, like, the first people that got engaged were like, oh, we've talked to each other three times. You want to marry me? Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. I've waited for you my whole life. How do you know? 
and you've never even seen each other. And people are like, well, that's to prove that love is blind. I'm like, well, love is blind. Unfortunately, affection is not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to say that, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and love will inevitably make someone beautiful in your eyes. I believe that, truly. But when you've got to know someone for three minutes and then you walk out and they don't look like what you're hoping they did, that's probably not a good basis. <laughs> exactly. And that's kind of the basis of catfish as well, but in yeah. a different sense where it's, you know, you build up this relationship with a stranger online just to be yeah. pulled you know, blindly like, hey, it wasn't a, a young lady from Arizona. It's this giant man from yeah, New York. It's right. like, what? It's like, yeah, yeah you, were, you were just tricked, but it's the same thing. Because the relationship that they develop through talking is one thing, and then the, whenever you see a person, there has right. to be that spark. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a struggle from the beginning, and right. it's not fair to, to the person that isn't meeting the appeal of the other person right off the bat to, to go into that you know, pretending, right? because it needs to be there. So there's this guy on this season my, my wife maybe watches. They call him Shake. He, he's Indian, um, so his name is like, Abhishekers, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, and I'm sorry if I butchered that. But he's an Indian guy, so they call him Shake, and he's very shallow, and you know, by his own self admittance, he's very shallow, right? Physicality, the physical look—you can't be too big, all this kind of—he he makes no bones about it. And they make this guy out to be like the worst human being in the world. So here's the deal: um, his views are not what made him that to me. Now. The way he went about is what made him the worst human being in the world, because he is truly the worst human being in the world. But like, he has a good point, and it's just like what you were saying. There has to be a physical spark. Yeah, there has to be some, an attraction there. Yeah, because like, if there's not, that doesn't bode well for you, because I don't care what anyone says. Love is blind. Sure, love is blind. You can be in love with someone and not want to be physically intimate with them. Well, the problem is for true love, physical intimacy is a big part of it. And everyone's like, oh, you just say that because all you think about sex. No, I've been married for the better part of a decade. Sex is kind of like <laughs> not top priority anymore. Uh, I mean, it, it is to me, but not in our relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, categorized amongst other things that are important. Sure. But, but... It's there. It is important. It is yeah. a thing. And if it's important to you, brother, it should be important to your spouse. That, and that's it right. is, which is what makes the relationship work. Exactly. So, like, here's the deal. Um, my wife and I have been together, like I said, the better part of a decade. About, we've, been, we've been together for over nine years, uh, just over nine years now. And does she look the same way she did when we started dating? No. Do I look the same way? No. I used to be made of rock and steel. I am now made of quarter pounders and pudding, okay? Just like, I, just gross. Anyway, uh, but, you know, there's still, uh, you know, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to speak for both of us, okay? There is still a physical attraction between the two of us. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, she'll sit there, and, like, if you ever heard my wife describe herself, she is the revolting- well, no, because Gollum's, most women, Gollum's most too skinny for her. I was going to say most women like describe themselves honestly as yeah. like Gollum, and it's like, come on, be yeah, fair I mean, to yourself. Yeah, but I say, just quit fishing and go look in a mirror. You're hot, man. I'm sorry. That, that's the way we've always looked at it, too. It's like, are they fishing for a compliment? Right. And that's not necessarily it's, the case. It's, it's it really not, It could be a man. self-esteem thing. It is. Someone's not it's a, feeling it in that moment. Yeah. Or, you know, there's also something to be said about being that humble to not think that, oh, yeah, I'm hot. ha, <laughs> ha. 
Yeah, right. Well, with with my wife, man, like I don't know. She she if she described herself to you, you would picture like like a, a grotesquely obese goat woman from hell. You know what I mean? And then when you see her, you're like, oh, you're not a goat woman at all. You're 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 quite lovely. This is crazy, you know. But my wife's a little too hard on herself, I think, because I like I'm. My girl, fine, bro. <laughs> you know, but uh, of course, then she looks at me. And she's like, "Well, I mean, he's he's put on some weight. So. <laughs> he, he he he's my husband. Yeah, he uh, he's, he he tries. We we'll, we we know that he definitely tries. Uh, <laughs> Those luxurious locks just keep growing, brother. <laughs> That's right. I'm over here shaking this mop. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, anyway, I don't know what even got us on that. Oh, love is blind. Love is blind. Uh, anyway, I, I'm Trash not even. TV. Yeah, it's just trash TV. Basically, that's the premise. And out of all of them, there were only two relationships that actually went through with a marriage and are still married to this day. And by this day, we mean they probably got it annulled. But, you know, who knows? They did the little reunion show. Yeah. And uh, there's a sociopath and uh, essentially, a, a, a lack of a better way of putting it, a cuck. So you got a sociopath Oof. and a cuck that got married, and you're like, oh, well, that actually might last a long time. Oof. Because he ain't going anywhere. You already know that. Uh, and then the other two, the other the other couple actually looked like they could make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this young lady was just so forgiving on this dude. Like, he, like he messed up on the show. They had to rewatch it together. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, oh, I was like, ooh, that ain't no good, bro. Don't, don't, no, no, don't, don't do that. But I, Oof. either way, yeah. It. Let me tell you something. The cringe in this show is so real. You, hey, I you, used to you, watch those old VH1 uh, reality shows. So yeah, yeah, I, it's, I it's the, the same thing, bro. It's the exact like same. a love bus, a rock of love, yeah, and all oh, that crap. God, rock of love with uh, what Brett, Brett Michaels. Michaels. Yeah, it's like I want to watch Brett Michaels fall in love with this beautiful groupie. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I fell in love. We made out for hours. What was her name, Brett? I don't know. I don't think it was love. Uh, then. Heather, Megan, Megan, Heather. I don't know. It was either Heather or Megan. I'm like, well, that's all of them. That's all of their names, Heather and Megan. There's a Jessica in there. You know there has to be at least one Jessica. But uh, uh, if your name's Jessica and you're listening, Brett Michaels her, is yeah, looking yeah, for yeah, you. Brett Michaels is looking for you, and he's only 106 years old now. So uh, I don't know. I know he's not that old, but he's 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 bald. And he wears a bandana with a wig on, so there's that. Do with that what you will. Oh, yeah. I've been watching Tommy and Pam on Hulu. Okay. I, okay. Oh, I, is this like a God. series or is this a movie? It's a, like a docu, docu-series but done with humor. And it, what so, it is is it's basically the guy that was the handyman that stole the sex tape that was released and famous during the '90s from Tommy, yeah. Tommy Lee, and Pamela Man. Anderson. Yeah, it's a, it's a story and series around that. But the shenanigans in this movie and some of the scenes are some of the wildest things. Oh, really? For it's a, a Hulu series, like I don't know how in depth we want to get on it on the show here, but there's a scene where Tommy Lee's penis and him talk to each other, and the penis is talking back and that's they have strange. a song and a whole montage is a whole thing that's weird because you know he's famous for his junk yeah right yeah people are like tommy lee oh yeah he's got like a schlong right i was like yeah, well no, he was the drummer yeah, for like motley Crue and, and talking and the whole thing yeah, yeah nobody even remembers he's the drummer for motley Crue. 
but yeah, no, know. not not at all. And at this point in this movie, uh, I think he was more famous for his schlong than he was yeah. for the drumming part. Yeah, that's, but the movie does build up a lot of Pamela Anderson's background of you know where she come from and when they met. Yeah, and I will say that this Lily. Lily James, she does a remarkable job as Pamela Anderson. Like she looks like her. She's got the mannerisms down. Yeah. And uh, Bucky, the Winter Soldier, is your Tommy yeah, Lee. Sebastian Stan, and he kills it as Tommy Lee as well. It, it's a good, really funny and really good series if you can, you know, not it's not safe for work humor. <laughs> All of it throughout of it. I mean, it's produced by. Uh, gosh, uh, he's in the movie Seth Rogen, so yeah, you get Seth what you Rogen. expect out of this. Yeah, but it's really funny. And Nick Offerman's in and this as well. It's very, very entertaining. I'll say that. Okay, if, if you're not easily offended and you know the story of the '90s about the stolen sex tape, right. which a lot of people do know it in pop culture, it's it's funny, worth a watch. I will say that the the singing penis thing did kind of catch me off guard. Uh, which I like. I mean, I can't say I don't like it. My wife and I are going to continue to watch it and finish sure. it. Yeah. But and she doesn't even the, the she knows the backstory, but she doesn't know like it real de- in depth. So this is kind of also like a documentary to her. Yeah, sure. But it's done in the name of humor. What really I find weird is how would Tommy and and Pam feel about this? Because this is an interesting, very private, intimate part of their lives that they went to court over. Okay, so here's the deal, though. Uh, I think my opinion at this point, I don't think Tommy has a problem with it because I think as long as it's something that continues to bring him relevancy and money, uh, I, I think he's cool with it. Pam, you know, she really after the escapades with uh, Kid Rock and all that kind of stuff in the early 2000s. She kind of settled down. She kind of settled down and went about her business. And yeah, she's a mom now. And yeah, exactly. So I, I would see if anyone would have a problem with it or even, you know, honestly have a right to have a problem with it. I would say it's Pam. Yeah, because it's uh, very, I mean, it's hyper-sexualized. Let me, again, let me preface this. If you're not easily offended, completely not safe for work at any point. I mean, I just told you there's a singing penis in it. Yeah. So it's like me personally, I'm not easily offended, uh, but you know, I don't know that I will watch this, uh, just because I, I I just don't know if I'll watch it. I'm not going to sit here and say, no, 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 absolutely not. But at the same time, I, you know, it depends, like I might try it out and if it's just too over the top for me, then I'll be like, nah, it doesn't start out that way, but it gets there. It gets there once uh, it becomes all about, you know, how much Tom and Pam were boning each other all the time. Right. Which I mean, you know. It is not. It is what it is because I mean that's part of the story. It's the way the story was always told that they were really hot and heavy, had a sure. lot of PDA and everything, and they lean into that in the story that they're telling. Well, and you can believe it because she continued the same behavior with Kid Rock. Like yeah, I said, it, it and, continued. You know, and Tommy's always been. He's a drummer in a rock band from the eighties. Yeah. I mean, come on. If I say, well, okay, and another thing, if since we're on Tommy Lee, um, Netflix uh, a few years ago put out like a uh, biographical movie on Motley Crue called The Dirt. And uh, Tommy Lee's uh, was played by Machine Gun Kelly. And surprisingly enough, Machine Gun Kelly killed it. Just a great job. Um, the movie itself was entertaining, um, but like it really lets you kind of lets you get a glimpse into the world that was Motley Crue back in yeah. the 80s. And you're like, I don't think I would want to be a part of that because it was just this drug fueled orgy. 
essentially yeah. and, and you're just like man that's that's not i mean that type it, of life is too am- dirty for me I, it's I can't amazing to to look at and see that these <laughs> men are still alive today oh yeah what they went through uh there's uh Actually, if you ever want to talk about a documentary that is pretty interesting, I think it's called like The Fall of Western Civilization, but it's a documentary about like the rock bands of that time period. Yeah. And it gets pretty in depth about, you know, the partying aspect of it. Right. And you can truly see how hard these guys go. Oh, yeah. And how scary it is that the limits that they push the human body to and not die. Yeah. And then some, there's the times that they do. They do almost die, and they're brought back, and you know, oh, like Nikki it. Six, you know, yeah, a number of times. Yeah, so that's why it's interesting to watch it. But whenever they're glorifying it in that sense, you need to take away from it what you will. That while right. that looks like it's a lot of fun, yeah, think about the consequences. Think that about came the with consequences it. and where they're at today, and yeah. that they are fortunate they're still alive to be able to tell this story. Well, and that's what Nikki Six did. Whenever he had, uh, well, I guess he still has Six AM, the band. Uh, but you know, they, they put an album called the heroin diaries and you know, it, it told a pretty dark story about Nikki Six's uh, heroin addiction and everything else. And, uh, you know, that's it. He, he's, he's clean. And, you know, when you see these guys get older and they're all, you know, t- about living clean and all that kind of stuff, that should tell you something because they weren't always like that, but neither here nor there. Uh, so Pam and Tommy, that's, uh, you know, probably, if I had to guess, we'd probably say, like, if you're a single guy, you'll probably really like it. If you got kids at home, you probably shouldn't watch it, at least not until they're in bed. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to watch it when the children are up, for sure. Uh, you, the, little, the little ones don't need to be anywhere near it. It is yeah. way too much for, the, for anyone that is under the age of 18, I'll say at least. All right, man. Well, hey, thank you guys for tuning in to another fun exciting episode of the hoot hob show uh find us on the socials send us a message talk to us tell us what you want to hear tell us your hopes and dreams all that good stuff uh be on lookout for the new sports show that we'll be dropping this weekend and uh actually last weekend i guess i don't know I'm, we, we record a lot so i don't know where we are but there's a sports show that's going to be out <laughs> so whatever man uh thanks for staying with us guys um Keep it, stay with us, we'll stay with you, and we will bid you good night. <laughs>